The Dental Brief is brought to you by Omni Premier Marketing and the amazing guests who bring wisdom and advice that you can put to use to take your business and practices to the next level. Find us on Facebook and join the conversation. Get ready to grow because we are kicking off the next episode in three, two, one. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Dental Brief. Excited for our guest today. Let's just jump right in. Kirk, teach out. Say hello to everyone. Hey, guys. You've got a pretty awesome website domain is the seven figure dentist.com. I'm sure we're going to get into that pretty in depth here towards the end. Kirk, I want you to start with, tell me how you got involved in dentistry. How'd you start working with dentists? Sure. Yeah. So 2017, my wife graduated, been an associate for a couple of years. And then she was like, okay, I know the only way to pay off my student loans was to be a practice owner. Sure. So she was just like, look, Hey, will you help me if I do this? I'm like, sure. So being a, in the music industry for several years, I was like, okay, well, let me kind of use my marketing techniques and all sorts of stuff over into the dental field and just started working the business side of the dental office. So, yeah. So here you are coaching dentist. Yeah. What are, what are some, what are some struggles and problems that you see? What are, when you get a call from a dentist or when you run into someone at a meeting, what are they talking about? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm constantly, I feel like my thumbs are burning all the time on Instagram of just dentists that are reaching out every day. I talk to hundreds a month and they're almost every single time. It's like, I'm trying to prevent burnout or I'm feeling burnout, especially yeah. for new associates uh, coming right out of dental school. They're going in and they're working five days a week, six days a week for a corporate office um, or even just a private practice. And they're starting to feel like the load that it takes to really run in an office. Yep. And it's hard. They're not taught the business side in dental school, especially if they own a practice already. They're working five days a week. They're wearing 14 different hats that they sure. were not equipped for. And so they're just, their brain is just, just completely full and at capacity. So they're trying to figure out ways to combat that. Uh, yep. So that's, that's really what I just am passionate about helping them with. Yeah. Un unfortunately, we learn all too well from painful uh, incidents, right? Um, there's yeah. a great saying about it. It doesn't come to my mind right now. Maybe you remember, but something about uh, pain's a great teacher, but it's yeah. not necessarily the one that you want. What are some big mistakes that you see dentists making trying to avoid burnout? So in other words, what are they doing just to keep you know digging and digging and digging? Sure, sure. They're getting it out. So I, a big one is they, they tend to think that, okay, let me do some CE. Let mm -hmm. me go out and uh, learn a new procedure. Right. Maybe that's the reason why, like I'm not making enough money in order for me to feel better about myself or let me go out and, and try all these new things. And really they're forgetting all the things that they've already learned and just maximizing and optimizing what they're currently doing. Sure. I think that something else, the grass is always greener type mentality <laughs> that it's going to really prevent them uh, from feeling that burnout. But really if they would just sit down and focus on what they're currently doing, and try to figure out ways to strategically, like I said, optimize what they're currently doing and they would be way better. Yeah. Makes sense to me. I mean, your website I'll just, I'll just read it again. It's uh, the seven figure dentist says, here's how we build a seven figure dental practice only working three days a week to avoid the burnout. Right. So yeah. tell me what are a couple of things that dentists can start doing today to avoid that burnout and start hitting some big numbers. Sure. So my wife and I have the dental practice. And like it says, like we work three days a week with one doctor. Now we have an associate. But before that, it was just me and her and our team. And so she was just the sole doctor. I'm not a dentist. So I work the business side. She works dentistry. 
And we figured out a way to optimize those three days. And it really comes down to a counterintuitive approach. Like when you would think that, okay, I'm working four or five days a week, I can do bigger numbers. But once again, you're starting to feel that burnout. You're starting to feel lower and lower energy as you're going. Yeah. So after COVID, we started really looking at the business and like, okay, let's go to three and a half days and see what that works. We asked the team like, hey, is this cool? Are you good with this? And they're like, yeah, sounds great. And so we did it. And it was a night and day difference of what we could do production wise to help more patients in those three and a half days versus four. And they were like, okay. My wife went on maternity leave and she came back three days a week. And so it just opened up even more. So kind of the theory of like you have more energy because you have more time off to rest, to work really hard in those three yeah. days. Yeah. So, and we, it's really an easy breakdown because like if you're in your practice, you're working four or five days a week, it snows on Monday. Well, you have to figure out a way to fit those patients in the rest of the week and you figure out a way to do it. So, and it comes down to very small numbers when you spread it out over time. Right. So we just figured out, okay, if we already have to do it, if that happens, then let's just only do that. Yeah. Figure out a way to maximize those three days. Yep. And that's what we've done. Yeah. Makes sense that I'll tell you, you know, there's some interesting things when you talk about, you know, like, you know, when you, when everyone cancels on a Monday or you've got a snow day or what have you, and you've got to put everybody in on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you know, it's amazing the things that couldn't be done prior to COVID, right? So telehealth could not be done prior to yeah. COVID, right? I mean, it just, it just, it couldn't be. Now it's everywhere, right? I mean, it's, it's all over the place and it's really effective and it works. Work from home and a lot of industries didn't work and all of a sudden it works now, right? I mean, there's some companies that can't get their people to come back, right? So that's happened. I mean, a lot of things can happen when you decide that it's a necessity that it happens. So I think that's a pretty good, interesting point that you brought up. So how do you get there? What's the, what's the pathway? How do you get there? I mean, what are the, what are the, what's the fine print here? Yeah. Right. So <laughs> the biggest thing is, is increasing your leadership skills. I feel like, mm. like to be able to sell the vision to your team and also not be afraid that your patients are going to leave because you're only open three days a week. Well, the great thing is, is like, there is somebody open Thursday or Friday. Like you, they will, those patients will find somebody. Sure. But if your team is on board and you sell that vision to them and then your patients are the ones that are happy with a Monday, Tuesday or Wednesday, then they're going to come and you yeah. just build from there. But it still comes down to optimizing that schedule. And that's something that I love to do. I was always really great at Tetris. And that's all I see when I look at a schedule is almost like these different blocks trying to figure out ways to optimize it and make it as efficient as possible. But not only that, like it doesn't matter if your schedule is optimized, if your team can't flow through it without feeling like chickens with their heads cut off, then it's still not going to work. So you have to train your team to also flow through it well. So that way you don't feel the chaos. Otherwise, once again, it doesn't matter two, three days a week, you're still going to feel burnout. Right. So we yeah. figured out a way to optimize the schedule and train the team to where we delegate, automate, and we flow through the schedule kind of like a dance. Yep. So right now there's, you know, there's, there's always confirmation bias. There's always pessimist people, right? There's always oh, yeah. people that certain things never work for them, right? We see it all the time and it happens over and over and over again. So 
for those people right now, and a lot of them, you won't be able to change their mind. Some of them, you will. For a lot of those people that are saying, yeah, right, right. They're listening to this and they're going, mm -hmm, sure, I've been doing this for 20 years, blah, blah, blah. So what do you say to them right now? What's your what's your response to those people? Man, I'll, I'll give them the framework for free. Like, that's what I've been doing on my Instagram is just sending people the framework. Like, hey, here it is. Try it out. See if it works. Like, I don't care. Like if you pay me or not, like I, I want people to understand like they can do it. Obviously having a coach helps because everything's not cookie cutter, Yeah. but at the end of the day, like it's just sitting down and thinking through all of these things. Like, okay, I numb patient in op one, I go see patient in op three and I go do my hygiene checks. By then I'm prepping the crown in op one, I'm numbing in op two. Like it's just thinking through everything strategically. And getting rid of all that ancillary stuff that you're doing, like scanning a patient that a, an, an assistant can do, that you're like, okay, I can do this. I need, just need to think of it in a more strategic way that it just works. And obviously, some people, like you said, are, are just pessimists, and that's fine. Sure. And they'll burn out. <laughs> like, I can't help that. Yeah. But there is a way and a pathway to make it work in addition to just trying to create resilience in your mind and just grind through it like our culture has created. Yeah, I'll, I'll share with you, and this is somewhat related, but not related. It's, it, it, it's always related. But True. You know, I'm, I'm 49 years old, so I'm, I'm getting up there. And like, so I've been grinding for a long time, right? So yeah. quite a few years, and I still work a lot of hours because it's just kind of in my DNA, right? Or it's I put it in my DNA, I guess, a long time ago. But I think what's made a huge difference for me in burnout is obviously trying to and delegating the tasks that I don't like, the ones that you know I just I'm not good at. I take a lot of time, so there's some tasks that I I do, and I'm like, why am I doing this? It takes me forever, right? So delegating, I think, is a, is a big part of that. But outside of that, is getting involved and starting to work with other organizations and other people who have a, a why that I can get behind, right? And I think why in the workplace is often really kind of overrated. There's some pretty fancy books out there that, you know, I think talk about this, but I think why is literally serving other people and you've got to find a way to serve other people. And if you can do that, it, I think it'll help out burnout significantly. So if you're thinking, well, I'm never going to work three days a week, I'm going to be bored. If you can find a way to work three days a week and have extra money to find, to fund something that you can get passionate about, that you can connect with people that you can truly give back. Cause I think giving is one third of the equation of being happiness. Why wouldn't you look at doing that? Like, yeah. absolutely. Why wouldn't you look at doing that? And it's interesting that you and I talked about music a little bit. You know, I, I think that there's some people out there that um, can do pretty well financially and then they just kind of chill and relax. You can always do a little bit more because then you can help people even more. So I think it's just something that to, to think about out there. I don't know if you have any insights into this ramble, it's pretty awesome to get outside of yourself and serve. Yeah, definitely. And that's, that's what we've actually, that's what our 2024 goal is. So, yeah. so we've, we've 2023, we really focus on our ideal patient and who we want in the chair and who we enjoy seeing in the chair. Right. And, but now 2024 that we've really focused on all of that and building what we have is to serve our community. Yeah. So there's so much demand in our area and we have so much like, there's not enough supply for it yeah. that nobody needs patients, but we still want to give back like you were saying. So yeah. I'm trying to create this free dental day, try to get all the dentists in the area together to give back to our community. And it's not a PR stunt that we're trying to do to get new patients because right. nobody needs them. 
Right. But everybody on the team, like you were saying, is behind that. And they're like, yes, we need right. to give back. We want to give back. Yeah. Um, so they're, we're coming together in January on all these things we can do throughout the year as a team. And to create and that camaraderie and that team culture, like you were saying with that why, yeah. is the way that you can do that to prevent burnout. When you yeah. have that why. Yeah, I, I love that Dental Day that you're talking about. I mean, that's that's awesome. That's just a fantastic thing. I, I know a surgeon, a facial plastic surgeon, actually, was a client of ours a long time ago, big celebrity guy. Yeah. And, you know, he they, they did one day a week. They donated their time and services into a hospital doing surgeries on children that Medicaid would have covered. But of course, the best surgeons typically don't want to take Medicaid. So they do it for free. They wouldn't bill Medicaid. They would just come in and do these surgeries for free one, one day a month. And he said that they did the math and they figured out that if every doctor worked, and this is across all healthcare, if every doctor worked one day per month, there would be no need for Medicaid. It would be eliminated. There'd be, think about that. I mean, that's pretty, think about what that does for people. I mean, think about what that does for resources. And, and also the practices that are taking Medicaid because they want to serve and they're only seeing a couple patients per day, it's really hard for them. So there's some amazing things that you can do out there. Um, yeah. in the industry. Kirk, let me switch to um, your website again. It's the sevenfiguredentist.com. Somebody wants to get a hold of you, wants to learn more, um, wants the framework, what's the best way to get it? And you can just hit me on Instagram at Kirk Teachout. It's, it's there. I will give it to you and we can start a conversation and I can show you how to do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and or you can get the seven steps on the sevenfiguredentist.com as well and how we did that yep. and added an extra $35,000 of revenue in one month. So. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Kirk, appreciate your time coming on the program today.